There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast brought to you by CVG Airport. Fly healthy through CVG. For more information, go to CVG Airport backslash fly healthy. Let's begin this hour's e-news with Taylor Swift this morning. Yeah, so the movie is opening this weekend. Taylor Swift, the era's tour. And the demand has been huge. So they decided to hold a preview screening last night, or lots of them, at all the theaters. A day before the movie was scheduled to open, and it may have been a mistake. Did Taylor Swift actually screw up? Taylor, you cannot do <laughs> that to us. Did she do something wrong? I guess there are a lot of sources that are saying theaters were not happy with having to prepare for potential mass demand with so little advance notice. And the irony in it is the demand probably wasn't all that great. Oh. In a last-minute call for the advanced screenings, theaters were reporting weak crowds. Hmm. Theater in Burbank said some of its Thursday shows had sold four to 12 seats, and that was it. Hmm. Taylor wants people standing, singing, and having a ball at these shows like they're at an actual concert. And you don't have the exact vibe when there's only four people in the whole theater. Right. Plus, I feel like everyone has already kind of made their plan of when they were going to see it. You know what I mean? Like a group of people all getting together and going to watch the show. Yeah, it already sold $100 million in advance tickets for the weekend. So mm-hmm. people already had. The people that were dying to see it were the first ones that are buying tickets. And they've already, they're already going. So, yeah, the movie itself, uh, it takes place in August during shows at SoFi Stadium in Inglewood, California for her record-breaking Eras tour. Uh, the, ta- the, the the movie is rated PG-13. Oh, it's because she... about that. Well, she cusses a couple of times. Oh. But there are a bunch of songs <laughs> that are missing from the movie. So wow. it is not a complete... Concert film? No. Well, because it is too, like her... Show was a little over three hours, and, and the movie's only two forty. Yeah, two forty-five. Like right? So yeah. they did have to cut some of it, and that's what I was telling you guys. Like I remember when we were talking about the timing. I'm like, she doesn't really have a lot of gaps when there's you know nothing happening for her to edit it out. Oh. All right, so this is what is not in it. Here are the songs, and a couple of these are surprisers. Uh, the Archer, tis oh. the damn season. That's fine with me. Nobody, no crime. Cardigan. Oh, all sleepers. (laughs) And Wildest Dreams. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, I like that one. Yeah. You know, I'm wondering, too, because if they changed that up, because, you know, each time she went to the show, she has, like, a little set where she does two songs that are not on the regular menu, essentially. 
So I'm wondering if that they cut some of that those out or if they added those in and took out these other ones long, to make room for that. Yeah, Long Live was also cut from the concert portion, but it plays over the end credits. You just don't see her perform it. Mm. So if, she those was, are, if those are your favorite songs, sorry. Right. If, if you guys were wondering if they're still together, Travis and Taylor, she was at the game last night. They showed her in the booth with yep. Donna. Yep. And then the night before, she was at the AMC Theater at the Grove in Los Angeles, surprising the crowd. I wanted to come and say hi. This is, um, this is a very special theater because we got all the dancers in this theater. And I love you so much. I appreciate you being here. So I really hope you have fun. I hope you love it so much. Love you guys. Probably be more inclined to go see the movie if they use some of the footage from Cincinnati. But, yeah. yeah. But can you even really tell? I mean, yes. the stage setup is the same <laughs> well, everywhere. I you know, how much? I'll know. You would know. You'll be able to see the city in the background when they did those wide shots. Right. Yeah. All right. Quick break. Jennifer Aniston and John Hamm. This is the Jeff and Jen Morning Show on Q102. feel confident on your second date with help from the plastic surgery group schedule a consultation at 513-791-4440 or at theplasticsurgerygroup.com surgery has an art i'm bradley trainer and i'm don mcclain we have a podcast called blinded by the item a blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out it's a guessing game and you can play along the item might be like this a-list star carries a birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. The Taylor Swift movie. It's expected to be the highest grossing concert film of all time. They say it should easily make more than $100 million this weekend. And AMC, the chain that is distributing the film, has a whole new set of rules for this. They say selfies during the movie are permitted and dancing and singing are encouraged in the theater. And yet I got kicked out of Oppenheimer for doing the Macarena. It doesn't seem fair at all. Some TV news. Uh, there was a new episode of The Golden Bachelor and they all participated in a big talent show. Yeah, it was great. The winner's talent was staying up past 9.30. In a new interview, actress Jada Pinkett Smith said that she and actor Will Smith have been separated since 2016. And when he heard that, Chris Rock slapped himself. This is the Jeff and Jen Morning Show on Q102. You like that, Fritchie? That's pretty funny. That's pretty funny. All right. In case you haven't heard by now, Jennifer Aniston and John Hamm share... Quite an intense sex scene in the morning show, the latest episode of the morning show on Apple TV Plus. And you're you're totally up on that. I have not started the season yet. Yeah, I'm I'm a fan, and so uh, it's a great show. Yeah, we so both like it, and we're into it. It's a good season so far. Yeah, yes. good season. Good okay, season. Good. We're happy. Good. Uh, anyway, we watched last night 
And uh, the director is right. Jen and John, quote, really let go. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah, the scene was trending on Twitter X shortly after it aired. And here are some of the responses. Jennifer Aniston hasn't had an on-screen kiss like this since Ross and Rachel on Friends. <laughs> uh, here's another one. Okay, you win, Jennifer Aniston. I'll put collagen in my coffee if I can have a body like that. Sure, why not? Because oh, she does that. What is that vital protein she does, I think? That's what they're talking about I there. I don't know. Ugh. Uh, who allowed Jennifer Aniston to be this naked in the morning show? This lady ages like a fine wine, and she's going to set me on fire. <laughs> how naked? Wow. Is, how naked are they? Are they? What do you do? You, what do you see? Uh, you, you see a lot of skin, but I don't think I saw saw side boob. Probably. Yeah, I think so. No nip. Yeah. I don't think so. <laughs> do you what see a, his bare bottom? I was going to say, why are we talking about he her? Let's talk about him. <laughs> What's going on with John? Because he is hot. Oh, I don't even know. I know he was there. He's in the top five over here. Yeah, there was a really... So we need to ask Kristen, in other words. I You should ask <laughs> Kristen. But what I thought was the sexiest part of the whole thing was after the sex scene when she's lying on top of him face down. Like, they're, they're both face down on the bed. Okay. But she's lying on top of his back, basically. Okay. Which I just thought was really sexy. Like You don't see that every day. You don't see that every That's day. Right. That That's was a great new. sort of, like, morning after when they're it's just a having twist. a... So, like, he's laying face down on the bed, and she's laying face down on top of him as he lays down face okay. down on the bed. Yeah. I don't All know. Right. It was just some kind of cool about uh, so uh, is this being oversold i mean is it a 30 second sex scene does it go on for a while is it just a i would say it's longer than 30 seconds i'd say you know probably 60 to a 60 to 90 so it, it felt sufficient time. yeah because so. <laughs> a lot of times you'll have people be like oh my god this is an incredible sex scene and it's like 12 seconds yes. yeah i don't want to oversell it yeah exactly like no, they it's don't not show anything seconds. you're like what that's yeah, not that's not hot. I think they give you enough to be like excited. Okay. <laughs> Did it make you feel excited? Those are my favorite kinds of sex scenes where you're like, where you're excited. Like when Harry Styles and what's her name? Oh, what's her name? The girl, the movie that I told you guys that I hated that I was like, why would you tell me to watch that? It was so dumb. Um, Dar don't worry, darling. Yeah. Like when Harry Styles and the woman from that, when he is like providing for her, I was like, yeah. that is hot. Yeah. I, I told you guys you would I like get that. Down on that right now. But <laughs> like, it's, yeah. did right. it make you feel excited like that? Uh it did not physically turn me on, if that's what you're saying. Mm -hmm. But I thought that uh, like looking at it, I was like, damn, that's hot. Visually. Like, that is, yeah, okay. man. <laughs> no, that was that was well done. So they have chemistry. I think so. Yeah. Okay, good to know. I love him. I'm good glad. I'm glad know. that he's providing. That's wonderful. Huh. All right. See if you remember this. America's Got Talent Extreme. There was a guy that got smashed between two exploding cars in midair, then fell 20 feet to the ground while he was practicing a stunt for that show. America's Got Talent Extreme. His name is Jonathan Goodwin, and he miraculously survived that. Wow. I mean, smashed between two cars and then falling 20 feet. Wow. So, of course, now he's suing NBC. He says the network and the show's producers kept encouraging contestants to perform bigger and more dangerous stunts while cutting corners on safety to save money. Oh. Yeah, it nearly cost him his life. So he says he dislocated his spinal cord, which sounds oh very God. painful, lost his left kidney, suffered third-degree burns, and fractured his legs, ribs, and shoulders. He will be in a wheelchair for the rest of his life. Oh, what? Gosh. What? I don't understand. Was it... 
Was he supposed to do this stunt? Yeah, it was, they were, du- he was practicing a stunt for America's Got Talent Extreme. Mm. A fuck? show that ne- that they canceled after this. Oh my gosh. Yeah, and obviously he's suffering from mental, physical, and emotional injuries. So he is going after NBC. Oh I mean, cutting corners on safety to save money. You just no. can't do no. that. Oh wow. Gosh. Yep. It's nuts. Okay. Yep. Uh, Grove High School. Grove High School. That might not mean anything to you unless you're a huge fan of the movie The Princess Diary starring Anne Hathaway. Well, Grove, <laughs> I know, I'm not, but I know a lot of people are. That's a cute movie. Yeah. yeah. Grove High School, the school Anne Hathaway's character attended in The Princess Diaries, is on the market for $6.5 million. And here's some trivia for you Princess Diaries fans. It's not even really a school. It is actually a four-bedroom house in oh. San Francisco. Oh. It's built on the edge of the Presidio, which is the national park at the foot of the Golden Gate Bridge. So you could not ask for a more idyllic, beautiful setting piece of real estate. Uh, it's over 100 years old. They only used, they only shot the exterior in, for the movie. Mm-hmm. All the interiors were on a sound stage. Uh, but it is up for sale for six and a half million dollars. It was previously listed back in March for eight point nine million. Oh, well, yeah. what a deal. Yeah. So a four bedroom house in San Francisco for six and a half million. You better snag it. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. Does it have parking? That's the true question. Because in San Francisco it's horrible to park there. Oh yeah. That on that piece of real estate, I think there's think plenty so? of places to park. Yeah. <laughs> All your toys. So encores are basically guaranteed at all concerts, right? I mean, everybody knows they're happening. Like, they're walking off when they're doing their whole, oh, Thank yeah, you, good night. You know, it's like, all right. You kind of look at your phone. <laughs> Give it two minutes. Right. Oh, they'll time, be back. Enough time for them to run and take a pee. You didn't play scenes from an Italian restaurant. Of yeah, course you'll be back. Coming out. back, please. I love that drunk Jeff is out providing this information, <laughs> uh, too. Yeah, right. <laughs> so where did this whole idea come from that a band should pretend to leave the stage only to walk back out and play another song or two well this dates back all the way to the 1700s at italian opera concerts in the uk Hmm. but they weren't the encores we're used to today back then if an audience loved a certain piece they would shout for an encore which meant they wanted the artist to sing that song again immediately oh the same song yeah this was actually considered a nuisance by artists because it can ruin the continuity of a show it got so annoying that some concert venues would print no encores in their programs or on huge placards. No encores. No encores. So don't ask. That's right. So encores, as we know them, started becoming common as rock and roll evolved. But here's the thing. The biggest stars in rock and roll refused to do them. Elvis and the Beatles. Oh, why? Wow. The famous phrase, Elvis has left the building, was oh, announced on the PA right. after his shows to alert fans that he was not coming back. I ah. forgot about that. And oh, apparently wow. it's Bruce Springsteen who popularized it. Oh, my gosh. He does like mm-hmm. massive encores like mm-hmm. for 30 more minutes. Huh. So here's the quote. He transformed the rock show into an Iron Man event playing four hour marathons. Staggering back to the stage with the E Street Band time and again, they're sweat and stamina part of the spectacle. Wow. Yeah. That's great. Isn't that interesting? I do like a good encore, though. You know, when they got all the lights on and everybody's singing along and you just feel like, oh, my God. When it doesn't feel like just a, 
add-on. Like when yeah. Billy Joel came back out, he did like four or five more songs. And they it was like great. Mm-hmm. And he just knocked them out. None of that chitter-chatter in between them. Just boom, 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 boom. Wow. We cool. didn't start the fire for oh, 15 minutes. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh by the way, in the Marvel universe, there's there's been uh there's there's been a passing. Phyllis Coates, who you may not know the name, but she is television's first actress to portray Lois Lane on the adventures of Superman. Mm. Uh, she passed away Wednesday of natural causes. She was 96 years old. 96. Wow. Yeah. Her character was also one of the first single working women on television. Uh, here, here she is in a scene with George Reeves as Superman. <laughs> this is back in the days when a woman could take a blow to the head with a revolver and stay calm enough to tell a guy in tights and a cape what happened. No. This is a scene from the 1952 Adventures of Superman on TV with George Reeves. What happened, Miss Lane? Well, I was just leaving the office and, well, he came in with a gun. Who? The man who wanted me to give him the tapestry. I tried to scream and he clamped his hand over my mouth. And I guess he hit me on the head with a gun. Did Clark learn anything at the morgue? Only that Lavera was a professor at the University of Lima, Peru. There's a story behind this tapestry, and I'm going to get it. Why not let Kent handle this? Oh, no. Now that Professor Lavera's dead, it's my tapestry and my story. <laughs> yeah, that's her. Phyllis Coates. Go. She only appeared on the 1952 first season of the show. Uh, I guess getting sponsors for season two took too long, and so the actress got busy with other projects. Hmm. But uh, here's a little piece of trivia. The year before Adventures of Superman, she played Lois Lane in the 1951 flick Superman and the Mole Men, which was the very first feature film based on a DC Comics character. That's cool. And Reeves wow. was uh, was Superman in that one, too. I love that yeah. she's looking after a tapestry. This is my tapestry, and I'm going to find out what's going on. <laughs> I know. Don't you love the way they talk? Yes. Yeah. Like, what Great. is that? What, what happened, Miss Lane? What happened, Miss Lane? Well, I was just leaving the office and, well, he came in with a gun. <laughs> yeah. Well. <laughs> She's so breathy, too. Like, she literally just got knocked out. Yes. The man who wanted me to give him the tapestry, I tried to scream and he clamped his hand over my mouth. Why, I tried to scream. <laughs> but then he put his hand over my mouth. Oh, my God. <laughs> They all sound like yeah. that, though, from that time period. Will you guys talk like that the rest of the show, just yes. for fun? That'd I sure great. will, Jeff. Where would you like me to go after this? <laughs> Why, that'd be swell. <laughs> hey, what's the big idea? <laughs> Anything else? That is it. Thanks for listening to the Q102 Jeff and Jen Morning Show Podcast, brought to you by CVG Airport. Fly healthy through CVG. For more information, go to CVG Airport backslash fly healthy.